Once you understand your position in the market, your ideal customer, be consistent and stay focused on your ideal customer's needs. Welcome to the Step Change Podcast from me, Mike Foster, the Entrepreneur's Mentor. Now, my podcast is a series of thoughts to help you with the development of your own business and to make that step change often needed. Because we all know that if we want something different, then it's often a step change that is needed. Now, many of us know that business is simple, but it's not easy. And we often make it more difficult than it sometimes needs to be. So for this podcast, I wanted to share with you some of my thoughts to help you simplify your business and help you focus on those areas in your business that give you the outcomes that you desire. Now, I love the words of Martin Luther King Jr. You don't have to see the whole staircase, just take the first step. And I'm an advocate of taking smaller, well-considered steps towards your vision, goal and objective. Now, this quote is popular for one good reason. Far too many people are presented with an idea of their future and feel so daunted by the end goal that they become overwhelmed or disillusioned. And your vision may seem so far away from your starting point that you begin to question your capability or even passion to get you there. For me, you firstly have to clearly define what success looks like for you and for you only. Not someone else, not what some book or some guru tells you is success. What is success for you? Then start to create that step plan. What needs to be done? What does the business need to look like in, say, a year's time to keep you on that trajectory? And then what would be your focus for the next 90 days? What would be your actions for the next 30 days? From my experience and observations, a step change is often needed. A step change is defined in the Collins Dictionary as a significant change, especially an improvement. If you want something different, then a change has to happen, and often that change is greater than we anticipate, hence not everybody easily succeeds at their desire to develop and grow their business. The changes don't just happen, and again, everyone would be enjoying those benefits if they just did happen. So often it requires that extra effort to execute the change and achieve the development that you desire. However, I often do see that When you work through your focused activities, you will begin to see some sort of flow, which I believe will generate energy, momentum, enthusiasm for that process that you're going to take yourself through. So first of all, um, let me share an overview of my 10 steps to help you simplify your business and help you achieve the development of your business that you desire. First of all, know and analyse your starting point. Be honest, are you ready for growth? Do you know your gaps? Take time to identify the skills, knowledge and resources, all the people that are missing from your business and understand the roles that you play within it. Pay particular attention to the roles that you want and those that you don't. This step provides you with that strong foundation from which to build upon. Secondly, making the time for those priorities. How can you improve or maximise your time management? What can you do to make the best of your time so you have more time to spend on growing your business rather than working in it, considering your systems, your processes, automation, efficiency and distractions? A couple of tips is to write out your to-do list rather than having a digital copy and prioritise the items every single day. Now I say write because each time you copy an uncompleted item it allows you more time for thought and consideration of what stopped you from executing that action. And additionally, even time to celebrate the success of ticking off that completed item. And with regards to prioritisation, how do you prioritise? What do you value? Is it the effectiveness, teams, customers or revenue generation? The third area 
is the consideration of your mission, vision, goals, and objectives with clarity. Understand your reasons for being here, in your business, and also how you can convey that to others. I recommend Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, on this topic, which will help you inspire others to help you on your journey. Giving clarity to your mission also makes it easier for you to say no to activities that are not recognised as those high payoff ones that you need to be focusing upon. And once you have that clarity, you can plan your journey in 90-day sprints by creating shorter-term objectives. The fourth area is to know your ideal customers. This is an area that surprises me that people don't know who they ideally want to work with. So this will help you convey your ideal customers to others, to those that can refer you when asked, or to help you reach out to potential new customers with your marketing. Most of us have limited resources, so we will save time and money by making sure that we're talking to those that are most likely to buy from us. And a tip here is to consider the buyer personas that needn't come down to that minute piece, but should also include the pain points, their wants, needs and their triggers, and where, therefore, they're likely to be spending their time and hanging out so that you can fish in the right ponds. That flows quite nicely into number five, which is positioning your business. What makes you truly unique in your business to your customers? Can you create packages for your offering? Do you know why a prospect will continue to work with you or buy your product? And this step prevents the shock of when customers don't choose you and helps you appear in front of those who would. I'd encourage you to, at this point, conduct a SWOT review of your business and identify your heroes and villains within your offering. But ensure that you use that SWOT analysis and it's not just a paper exercise. What do I mean by used? Well, utilize the strengths, stop the weaknesses, exploit the opportunities and defend against the threats. The sixth area is looking at your marketing tactics. Once you understand your position in the market, your ideal customer target, you can then also begin to work on your marketing tactics. Where do your ideal customers hang out? What type of language do they use and how do they like their information provided to them? Is it through social media? Is it through video, magazines or events? Be consistent and stay focused on your ideal customer's needs. Does your website say the same as your methods of marketing? So for example, if you're face-to-face with somebody at a networking event, is it consistent with what's on your website? Do your ideal customers understand why they need you? And then that moves on to number seven, which is how to win more customers. In this step, I encourage you to take a look at your marketing and your sales funnel. What's at the top? It's easy for your customers to then follow. Um, How can you then build rapport with your buyers? And what does the customer journey look like from the time that they're lurking to when they buy or buy again? I've got an ebook, The 51 More Productive Ways to Win More Customers, available as a download on my website. And that will hopefully give you a few more ideas in this area. And the eighth step is then to think about your numbers and make your numbers work. Contrary to what you may expect, this is not about income, profit margins or turnover because those are only outcomes of your activities. The numbers that I'm referring to here are those that are your trends, your cash flow, your key success drivers and your key performance indicators. So as an example regarding income, the numbers that affect this are the number of people who buy from you, the number of times they buy and your average sales value. So start to think about recording these numbers so that you can see how that affects your desired outcomes and you can decide where to focus your activity the following month rather than having a surprise and then thinking, okay, what can I do next month? Try a little bit harder. For the ninth step, we look at how we maximise our people investment. 
as a leader in your own business, you should be looking at how you can lead, manage people, make decisions and manage change. What type of culture are you fostering in your business? How do you use this to attract more of the right people to you? In terms of your people, the attraction and the retention of talent, then also try disk profiling to learn more about how you and your team react to certain situations and help you to approach one another in the workplace without conflict. As well as a job description, take the emotion out of deciding on the value to your business of that person by considering their return on investment. Make sure that you have an impact statement for each role alongside the job description so that you know what your return on investment should be or is likely to be and that the people in the business or those that you're interviewing are the right match. The 10th step is about making your business run like clockwork. And this is the final step to the business that you've envisaged. Think about and choose to do the roles that you want and are your best at. Where do you add the most value for your business? Those that only you can do or have to do. Those roles where you add most value to your business, delegate those other roles to those that are best for them. For this to work, you have to have trust in your team so that you can execute the task with minimal or zero input from yourself. And systemized processes will support great habits in your business. Get all those processes for each role written and tested so that you can be repeated with ease by any new team member. So now I promised to keep that as a brief overview, but if you'd like to know a little bit more and work through those steps in a bit more detail, then check out my webinar on my YouTube channel, The Step Change to Business Growth. In less than one hour, you'll gain all that you need to craft that plan to focus on your significant business growth. Now, I've said a number of times in my podcasts, blogs, and my videos that quite often a key performance indicator comes back to a number. Now, of course, as a business owner, we have to know our numbers, not just those numbers in our annual accounts, but those that drive the success of our business, as I was mentioning earlier. Now, a few years ago, I worked as an organization for accountants um, to consider and build upon those most common steps that businesses do every single year without fail to best manage their financial performance. And those eight steps that the more successful businesses undertake each year, as established by the research, are first of all, plan, have a forecast, but have the detail to support the headline numbers, as I mentioned earlier. Measure, have your performance against your forecast and review your KPIs. Review, by reviewing and measuring your annual performance of the business. Evaluate, so this is period on period, month, quarter or year on year. How have you performed period on period? Then make some comparison using benchmarking against your competitors or your industry. Was your good year unique or was it commonplace for your sector? Consider your valuation. How has your recent performance impacted on your valuation? And then analyse your business, reflecting on your numbers and consider how much more profitable and valuable your business could be. Moving on to the eighth step, which is the improvement, establishing an improvement plan that improves your performance and which can be implemented. The most critical numbers in most businesses are the revenue and profitability. So to help keep this simple, here are seven systemized steps for growing your business revenue and profits. It's all based on the marginal gains philosophy that demonstrates the benefit of working on all seven steps at the same time demonstrating how you could improve each of the small steps percentage and then you get a greater cumulative effect on the bottom line. To do it with your own numbers, if you added a 10% uplift on all these seven areas, what would be the cumulative impact? So the seven steps are the number of leads, is your marketing strategy and your tactics working to pull people towards you? What's your conversion rate? Are you continually improving your conversion rate? Are you improving the number of sales you're making whilst the customer and prospect is in buying mode. 
And are you maximizing that cross-sale opportunities available to you? Are you improving the value of your sales? So what's your pricing strategy to maximize the value of each sale? Are you pricing effectively? Are you packaging and presenting your products and services together? Are you improving the margin? So are you proactively reviewing and managing your cost to maximize your return on investment? And then how do you encourage your customers to buy more often from you so that you're encouraging repeat business or other sales income? And ultimately, how do you increase your lifetime value by retaining your customers longer and keep them earning income from you time and time again. So consider how you can improve each of those seven steps in a systemized way so that the activity becomes a habit in your business and not just a one-off exercise. And then just considering the areas that I've mentioned today, the steps that I consider to be most critical for your business. This is why I've developed an online program to take business owners through the most common steps associated with building a business. And the content helps business owners to identify what really needs to be done to build a business that simply works. This is split across 10 modules, each of about an hour per module, where I look to provide specific guidance on the types of things that you can do, the steps that you can take to grow your business. You can read more information about that at www.businessdevelopmentprogram.co.uk. Now, just finally, to help my clients simplify their business and narrow their focus towards their high payoff activities, I share my one-page plan. This captures your vision, mission, goal and objective, your targets and the activities that you need to execute on just one side of A4. Firstly, start by writing your vision, mission, goal and objective on the top of the page. This may be your long-term vision or a shorter objective or goal. Then beneath this, consider and write down all the targets that you have to be delivering in order to achieve that vision, mission, etc. And then consider what measures that you'd need to confirm when you've achieved that bigger picture. So i.e. you achieve all the targets and therefore if you get the targets you will get your vision, mission and objectives. So if I gave you an example, if you wanted to double the size of your business then you may measure a turnover target, number of customers increase or number of employees, size of premises etc. Once you've confirmed all the targets and they've been well considered, then for each one consider and write down the activities that you have to execute to hit that target. So for example, if you wanted to double the size of your business and you needed X new customers, an average sales value of Y, then are you focusing your activities to make sure that you execute in order to achieve that target? Now, I'm an advocate of having an activity focused rather than waiting for the outcomes. So with that one-page plan, if your targets and activities are well-considered, then you should be able to simply fold the piece of paper in half and focus on the activities. If you deliver them, your targets should be met and therefore the vision, mission, etc. should be delivered. And one thing that I've seen with the one-page plan, that it certainly highlights the needs that you want to focus on, where your time and energy should be spent, whilst highlighting anything else is an obvious distraction or interruption to you. If you'd like a copy of that one-page plan, then just contact me via my website. As always, I hope this content of this podcast has been thought-provoking and useful in supporting your thoughts in the development of your own business. Thank you for listening to this Step Change podcast with me, Mike Foster, The Entrepreneur's Mentor. Please do subscribe to my podcast via your favorite app. And next time I release an episode, you'll be one of the first to know.